0: All right, if you're new here, uh, you've come at a great time, because we just kicked off a series a couple weeks ago on Gifted. And I was talking with my wife as it related to Mother's Day. Sometimes we do standalones on Mother's Day regarding uh, preaching, you know, on on our topic, and we kind of do a a focused mother's topic. But I I was telling Mary, and I said, you know, in our culture today, I think we do women, uh, and men as well, a great disservice, because in the name of equality or in the name of feminism or whatever, what we try to do is we remove the God-given distinctions between men and women, suggesting that men and women are basically interchangeable, and that it's culture that creates false ideas about women. Well, the culture that most people are talking about is biblical culture. That's what we're trying to get away from. And I just want to encourage our ladies today that, thank God, he had this great idea to create... Adam and Eve to create men and women, and I am grateful for one that were radically different. All right, now some guys should be saying Amen on that one. All right, you guys, you guys are a little slow. This is Mother's Day. Help me out. Help me out. <laughs> all right, last time I'm going to warn you, um, we don't want to remove gender distinctives. God made us differently as men and women because check this out: all the gifting of God flows through men differently than it flows through women, and, and that is huge. That's why we need men and women in the local church. That's why we need men and women leading and loving and serving in the local church, because even the gifting of God will flow through us differently because of our gender. It's why men constantly say, these women, I can't figure them out. They're so mysterious. Hello? Because God made them mysterious, because the only reason they're mysterious is they're not a man. And women sometimes probably bang your head up against the wall, right? And you're like, my goodness, what is the matter with him? Bear with us, all right? God made us this way. We're trying to overcome the results of the fall. We're trying to actually be redeemed and be bright and all those things, all right? But just just bear with us. The fundamental difference, though, is this. God made us differently, and we need to embrace those differences, and we need to celebrate those differences. You know, I kept thinking about Mother's Day and reminded of why we're here cheering the ladies on. We just had one of our Young mothers who yesterday went through 30 hours of labor to deliver a beautiful son. Now, how many of you know 30 hours of labor is worth Mother's Day? Yes. All right. Yes. Mother's Day is like a small thank you. For, we should be celebrating Mother's Day like every day. All right. Because um, of what mothers go through, the way that they love. And let me just say this about this place. What I love about this place is. If you're here very long, you realize there are some serious women of God in this house who carry serious anointing on their lives, who know the Word of God, who swing big swords and defeat the enemy, who are prayer warriors, who are great mothers, spiritual mothers. We have women in this room that might not have biological children, but you you got lots of spiritual babies in, the, in, in this place. And we just wanna honor all of you today. And here's what I love. I love to see the gifting of God and the glory of God expressed through the ladies of the house. Um, And that's part of what we're here to celebrate today. Before I get into introducing our special guest speaker today, let me say thank you to Dear Harvest here in the front row. Thank you for loving your mom and being here. and uh, Letting us steal you while you're here. Uh, and uh, we so appreciate you jumping in the flow and doing, doing your thing and being a part of our great worship team here this morning. You know, I'll tell you a mom that I, uh, I really love. I love my, my own special mother of uh, all these years, 57 years of love and honor you. Woo! Best mom in the whole wide world. I know I speak for my lov- lovely sister that we couldn't have asked for a better mom, and we love you and we honor you. Honor Marion's mother this morning as well. Thank you for uh, for birthing that daughter of yours. Every time I see my mother-in-law, I'm like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, that you had this beautiful daughter that I could marry." All right, appreciate that. And uh, and I want to honor the mother of our eight uh, children, my my precious wife. I I asked her to come and to share. And the reason why you need to hear her is, you know, as we're talking about gifting. Uh, and, in, and in a few weeks, we'll be in Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to talk about the fivefold ministry and gifting of, of apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher. Um, but when my wife shares, you're seeing a beautiful picture of a prophetic mouthpiece because you're going to get a heart gush. And you don't know where the river will run all the time, although I'm proud of her. We sat down, and I said, You need a text. You know, pastors need texts, right? You've got to have a jumping-off place. In the Bible would be preferable, all right? Text from the... I'm kidding. We always preach from the Bible. And then I said, you need points. So we have a text, and we have points. But more importantly, we have a beautiful prophetic heart that's going to spray all over us this morning. So hop to your feet. Give my lovely wife a warm round of applause. as she comes. <laughs> I love you. I love you.
1: <laughs> Text 3 points. Oh, don't forget. No. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so excited to share this morning. I'm honored. And I just want to tell you, every mom in the room, every woman in the room, I just pray that you leave encouraged and excited for the assignment that the Lord has laid upon our lives, the call on our lives, to encourage and mother and love on people. And like Ron said, whether you have had biological children or not, Because you're a woman, God's put a mothering heart in you. And so God's called us to love people and um, love them to life. So I want to start off this morning. um, I found a really neat scripture in 1 Corinthians. I love the message version. It's very down to earth and um, up there. um, We, of course, have plenty of wisdom. So this is Paul talking to the Corinthians And he's saying there's plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. But it's not popular wisdom, the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. Like today, this is really true, this is really important, and tomorrow it's not anymore, and something else is really true and really important, which is not God's way. God's wisdom is something very mysterious, and it goes deep into the interior of his plan and purposes. You don't find it lying around on the surface. You're going to have to dig for it. You're going to have to look for it. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest, the ancient truths. What God determined as the way to bring out his best in us. I love that long before we ever arrived on the scene. So a really cool scripture right there. And my, my heart today, when Ron and I were talking, trying to figure out my three points in my text, <laughs> in the midst of my heart gush, um, was just the wisdom that God has placed into every woman in this room. And I know some of us, because of life circumstances, don't feel very wise sometimes or don't feel like we've had much wisdom imparted into us. But if you're a lover of Jesus, you have access to all the wisdom of God's heart. That's the call in our life. And so I just want to encourage you today on how to access that, how to get it, and then how to give it. Let it flow through your life. So the first thing I want to encourage you women is you have plenty of wisdom around you. It does not matter what your life was, what your home was, what your upbringing was. You, this is your family. In Jesus, we have a, re- a really, a bigger crazy family. <laughs> None of us are perfect in this place. We're all in process. But God's placed so many treasures in this family right here for us to access and also for us to be there. So I, the thing that I want to say, and it was so cool because this morning, just in connecting with people and loving on people, I just feel like one of the things that's so big in me is there's no lack in God. None none now the enemy's really good at getting us to believe there is and accusing us and pointing out all our shortcomings and shortfalls but the truth is there's no lack in God and so when we become part of his family when we give our heart to him which that's really our premier. That's our first thing, ladies, is we need to connect with God. We need to give our lives to God. We need to seek after him for the wisdom that he has. And then when we do, it's all the supernatural things of who God is and heaven is, is act, it's accessible. It's a part of who we are and what we can connect with. So I want to read in James 1, 5, and 6 in the Message Bible again. I, I love the Message Bible. It's a paraphrase. But it just, it speaks in everyday language, which is so, sometimes it's kind of funny the way the guy has uh, made the paraphrase. But anyway, in first or not first James, in James 1, 5, and 6, it says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He is a generous God. And one of the things I want to just, even right here, one of the, we've been going through a Bible study with our young moms. It's called our JAM ministry, Just Among Moms. Just getting together, and we want to know how to love Jesus, love our husbands, love our children. So it's just a group of young moms where we get together, and we're seeking after God. We just went through a book called Lies Women Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free. It's so powerful. And the first lie that so many people believe is that God is not good. Because there's so many things we don't understand and so many things we don't like that go on. If God's good, why do all these things happen? I'm telling you, moms and dads, if we don't know that God really is good, we're going to get off track in everything else in our life. So I'm telling you, see where it says here, this is not popular wisdom, and you're not going to find it lying around. And you're not going to even understand it until you get your feet firmly set on spiritual ground. So it's so important for us. If we want wisdom, then we have got to connect with the heart of God and know his heart. So I, my encouragement not condemnation if you don't feel like God is good. No, my encouragement is and I just want to say the truth is God is good all the time. Your brain is probably your your natural mind is cuz you're thinking of all the things that don't seem so good. But the truth is, God is good all the time. And what that means is, we don't understand everything that's going on. He understands everything. He's masterfully weaving it together. This isn't heaven yet. It's not perfect. But God has a master plan. And I'm telling you, the older I get, and I have to go every three weeks to cover up my glory. (laughs) But... (laughs) because <laughs> i still have kids at home anyway but the older i get i i've i've had to wrestle with that truth but i've wrestled with it because i know if i don't believe something in my heart i'm not going to i'm not going to be able to share anything with you that's real if i'm oh god is good all the time but i just don't you know, I'm offended at God, I'm angry at God, I'm hurt by God, and whatever. If I don't deal with those issues of my heart, if I don't take the wisdom of God, I can't give you any wisdom. I have nothing to give my children or my spiritual children if it's not real in my heart. And so God has Totally made me fall in love with my own kids. I didn't even like kids growing up. I babysat to make money. So obviously God's done a miracle in my heart. I have eight of them. So obviously I fell in love with my children. Oh, what's the next one going to be like? And (laughs) I fell in love with giving my life away to my kids and to my family. But that kind of took me off track. Um, But I, I, oh, falling in love. But I, uh, and I'm in love. <laughs> I'm really in love with him. <laughs> but the wisdom of God, it, we have to go after the truth. We have to go after the truth. I had to wrestle with some things in my own life. It's like, I would say, Lord, I believe this. I know your word, but this doesn't make sense here, or this, I don't get this here. I don't know if I believe that you're good all the time. And I had to go, that that truth, that truth right there that I don't trust you, God. I don't believe that you're good. I've seen you do good things. I know you're good most of the time. And I understand this, and I love this because I've been raised in a godly home. But there were speed bumps in my life that made me not understand, not get it. And I had to wrestle with that truth. Okay, Lord, I know this is true, but it doesn't seem true. I need a Savior to rescue my heart. I don't see the big plan, and I don't like what's going on here. I don't understand it. But God, I want to trust you. Help my unbelief. Going after, that's wisdom. I had men, I had women of God, mothers, pour that into my heart, into my life. But I had to wrestle with that truth in order for it to be real. And I'm telling you, I believe with everything in me. God is good all the time. All the time. All the time. It doesn't mean I like everything or I understand everything or if I was God, I would do it that way. But thank God I'm not God because he, I see from in my gray hairedness, I see what God has done through the most tragic, difficult, hard situations in my life. And I'm telling you, I look at that and I say, God, I would never know you like I do today if you did not allow me to walk through this. You are so wise. You are amazing. I still don't like what I had to walk through. It was hard, but because of this family, because of mothers, because of people that encouraged me, I found the truth and the wisdom of God, and it changed my life, and so now when I go to my children, and they're walking through things, or I have a spiritual daughter, or sometimes a son in the Lord, I can give them something that's real, not just a Bible verse. A Bible verse is very potent, but if you don't believe it, it ha- I tell my kids it doesn't have any juice. It's like giving a plastic piece of fruit. Ugh. I want to give something that, like a peach that drips down your elbow. I want it to be so real that it changes somebody's life. As we touch these kids through this tragic thing that's happened, I, want, I dream about getting kids together and telling my testimony and speaking the word of God, that it's so real that it captures them, that they fall on their face, that they cry out to God. I believe that God's going to do a powerful work through this tragic situation. I have been asking God to get my my heart ready for that to go out on the street corner to make sure that the wisdom of God that it's real that it's real that it's life changing revival bringing pastor dick like real stuff and if i don't have real stuff then i can 't give you real stuff pastor can 't give you real stuff I want it to be so real but you have to fight for that you have to wrestle you have to go to the truth you have to go to wisdom and seek out people where you 've seen their testimony like how in the world did they ever walk through that. How are they so happy? Ask them. Ask them the truth of God that's come alive in their life. Why they drip with who Jesus is, that it's so real. And I want to encourage you. Matthew 7, 7 through 9 says keep on asking and you will receive. Not just ask and you will receive. Keep on asking until you receive. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't be distracted. Keep on asking. If you don't get it, if you keep on asking, keep on asking, keep on seeking till you find, and keep on knocking until the door is open. If you're, I, I was just thinking about this, like, Lord, why did you put knock on a door? That's kind of interesting. But I kept thinking, if you really want to get in, if you really want something, you're going to knock, and you're going to knock, and you're going to knock, and you're going to knock until the door is open. And so I, and I felt that same thing. If I really want to get out of a situation, into maybe shelter, or to connect with the person that's on the other side, I am not going to give up until they come to the door. God is on the other side of the door, but he's saying, will you be faithful? Will you press in? It's not that God doesn't have good ears, or he's too busy. Oh, that's so not it. He's wanting us to be faithful, and to press in, and to learn how to war, and to go after things. He wants us to see our own hearts. Do you really want it, or are you just going to knock one time and then walk away and say, oh, God doesn't care. He didn't answer the door. He didn't really love me. No, he's saying, I want you to knock again. Oh, I don't want to knock again. Well, then don't get upset with God that he doesn't. That's not the way it is. God's saying, I want you to be faithful. And he's telling you, if you really want it, knock and keep on knocking and keep on knocking, and I promise you, I'm going to open the door. I will be there. Take advantage of the moms, the spiritual moms, mothers, women in this place. The same is reciprocal for fathers. If you see somebody who's got this stuff, ask them to share their testimony, ask them how they stood, ask them how. We had a lady that I haven't seen for years and years who was at the service this morning, and she came up to me, and we were talking about Suzebel. I'm telling you, if you go back to some of the potent things in my life, and I probably met with her one-on-one maybe five or six times in my whole life, but I sat under her teaching hundreds of times. She changed my life, and this woman was saying, but how do I find another Suzebel? How do I find? I said, you are called to be a Sue's Su- How do you honor somebody who's poured into you? Honor their legacy? It's by you taking what's been put into you and you take it further. I was talking with my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Take it, become it, and be that for the next person. So that is the challenge. I was talking with my daughter this morning, and she was just loving on me. But I just told her, and I believe it with everything in me, you are going to be more the woman of God than I ever will be. You're going to have more fruit in your life than I ever will be. And I I feel that holy jealousy, even talking with my own mom and how she affirms me and and says things like that. I feel that. But that's the way it's supposed to be. The double portion. anointing if it's really true really real what you pass on to your kids is the double portion and I want it to be a double portion of anointing not a double portion of my mess so I causes me to go after God because I want to honor him I know that the call in my life is to be a mom and I've jumped in (laughs) with everything in me but that's the exciting part is just watching God I felt so insecure, so inadequate, not smart enough, everything. I I had to deal with all those things, but I kept going after the truth in God. I kept letting God rescue my heart. I kept going after truth and wisdom and right things, and God has so changed my life and made things so real. But it's so important, moms, to get your feet firmly planted on spiritual ground. We need to know who God is. This, stop living in the natural realm. It's too hard. It's so hard if you try and just exist in the natural everyday, man, I go after the word of God and the truth of God like it's oxygen, like it's food for me, like I can't live without it. Does that sound like our generation? They're going every place else but to God to meet those needs. God wants us to come to him. He wants us to know him. It's so important for us to know the heart of the giver of wisdom I used to tell people all the time with my father-in-law because they would say something and be offended sometimes by his gruff delivery or his, you know, hey, I don't know what he would say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he was John Wayne on steroids, but I knew his heart, and anybody who knew his heart felt the love, even by some of his chiding, and it's like, but you, we, that's the same thing. You have to know somebody's heart. I would tell them about my father-in-law. They would say, well, I can't believe he said that. That's so offensive, because he was rough, but it was a love. There was so much love in (laughs) <laughs> hey, ugly, what are you doing in, in my way? But he knew, that was his way of telling his guys, I notice you, I love you. I mean, it was just his way. And how many guys felt the love from Bishop by his, hey, ugly, <laughs> what <are> you Because <laughs> you know their heart. We have to know the heart of God. And you have to just ask him, because when it doesn't line up with truth, with the word of God, you I mean, I've told God, this offends me. I don't want to be offended by you, but it offends me. I don't understand why this happened, why you allowed this, because I know that you're in charge. I know that you're all powerful. I know these things, but I don't understand this. And so, God, I'm asking you to rescue my heart, because obviously, I'm connected with a lie, And it seems really true, but I know it's not true because it doesn't line up with the Word of God. When I have gone after wisdom, when I have gone after those things in my life, God has rescued me every single time. And a lot of times he's filleted me open and just showed me through judgments, criticisms, all different things that have tangled me up, generational things, all sorts of stuff. But I'm telling you, he's so good, and he's so loving, but when we, that truth of I'm in a bad place, that was the beginning of my freedom, because if I would have never well, the pastor's wife can't be mad at God or the youth pastor's wife or whatever I was at the time, but the truth will set you free. The truth is I'm in a bad place. The truth is I have an issue here and wisdom says seek after the heart of one. Seek after truth and it will set you free and it did and it will and it works in Jesus' name. So going after the heart of the giver, surrendering to the giver and realizing that truth never changes never ever ever god does not change our everything around us is changing but we have to go back to the truth of who god says and i'm telling you if you go back to those truths no matter how much they go rub against society and where society's going if you go after the truth you will have the most glorious things begin to open up to you and you'll understand wow god is so wise. That's why he told us not to do this. That's why he told us we need to do this. Wow. If you will seek after God, the older you get, you're going to have wow after wow after wow that God is so amazing, that he's good all the time, that he does love you. He does see, that he does care. He's the restorer. He is amazing. So that wisdom I had to go after so that I could pass that wisdom on to my children. I didn't want to tell them I believe God can heal when I really did, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, this part of my heart, I believe you can, but I don't know if you will because this thing offended me. I went after that. I went after it. Wisdom said, don't leave this little pocket here, Marion. You don't trust me with all your heart. And I needed a Savior, and he rescued me. And I'm telling you, he's given me the most beautiful weaponry against the enemy by going after the truth of who God is it doesn't matter if I believe it or I think it's right or whatever it's truth is truth so I'm coming into alignment with it and I need a savior to get me in that place and it's beautiful what God will do in your heart and through your heart through that I lastly want to encourage us mothers (laughs) that's my next point (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's three gifts of wisdom that we as moms there are many more but here's three of the ones that just kind of fell in my heart as I was listening to the Lord three gifts of wisdom the gift of yes no and maybe these are the things that kind of I sat down and I first was going to take the route of some of these fun little phrases that moms always say. Listen to me. Act like it. Stop it. Raul, where's Raul? (laughs) We were laughing about, stop it. I love you. It's going to be okay. You can do it. All these kind of phrases that moms use. And it really just kind of hit my heart that this is the, the call, the things that come out of our heart. It really is the call in our life to number one the gift of yes is to teach and train teaching showing that God God is yes God is good God will work on your behalf those things happen by us teaching and training And these two words I was looking at them and teaching is to just show or explain how something is But training takes it to the next level. Training is teaching a skill or a behavior through practice and instruction over time. How many of us learned how to do something the first time it was taught to us? Some do, but many don't. It needs to be over and over and over and over. How many of you were taught something, but you were never trained? How important is it for us to train up our child, our children, in the way they will go? And when they are old, they won't depart from it. So it's got to be a consistent thing. We need to train and teach our children how to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Study God's word, listen to God's voice, take captive every thought that exalts itself above what God says. But those are all things, those are good, right? Those are good, but we have to do it before we can teach it and and i will tell you there is on the job training you can teach as you're getting it <laughs> don't wait till you get it because none of us will start we're all in process but as we're learning that the the real anointing on your life moms is when you allow god to do it you become what God is telling you in his word that you fight for your heart and you let the Holy Spirit shine his light on your heart where it's not an all and you know what it's not going to be an all until we get to heaven so all of these things we're going to be working on but that's part of the beauty of our kids watching us fight the good fight struggle with these things oh how's mom going to react with that that was tough You know, and sometimes we don't react correctly. But we teach and train our kids how to say, Please forgive me. I messed up. I fleshed out there. I didn't do it right. That's not how mommy should act. Will you forgive me? That's part of teaching and training. It's not out of our perfection, but it's out of our lives. Teaching our kids, all things are possible there's a yes in God that's unlimited listen to God I remember when when the Lord was really messing with my heart in the area of finances and I remember telling my kids we can't do that we can't do this we can't do this we don't we don't have the money for that and I remember God saying Marion all things are possible quit telling your kids that they're not And I remember him, like, spanking me, like, okay, well, yeah, we need to live within our budget, but what? I I remember God saying to me, I am not the God that just wants to give your kids new underwear and socks for Christmas. I'm a desire of the heart God. I wrestle with that sometimes because I look at the finances and I realize, but I, I want to, I know that that's some area where I don't want to limit God. Is God our provider? Yeah. Yes. So there are things we're all going to wrestle through, but the wisdom of God is going after the truth and seeing those things that don't line up with God, and there are going to be little flare-ups along the way. I pray that there's less flare-ups and less often, but it's part of we're all going to fall short. But what do we do? Do we go after the truth? Do we wrestle with that next part of our all that we're going to take captive and let God rescue us and let heaven come down to earth inside of me so I can carry the stuff? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's about getting your feet firmly planted on spiritual ground it's not i can do all things it's i can do all things through christ so what is christ wanting to do through me delight yourself in god and he will give you the desires of your heart okay if i'm delighting in god that's why i'm going to get the desires of my heart because my heart is going to line up with god's heart and he's always going to give me what he wants to give me Does that make sense? So it's like wrestling with these scriptures and watching them come alive. Watching yourself get untangled from the lies like the vines that have pulled you down. And some of them are ancient things in your family line. Lies that have got you so tangled up and discouraged and you don't feel like you can ever break through. Okay, excuse me, but all things work together for good. You can do all things through Christ. All these scriptures are yours too. So crying out for God to to chop those vines off to to take the lies out and to teach you what does this really mean for me God my family's never walked in this but God's saying ooh come on son come on daughter i want you to walk in this i want you to carry this and bring this into your family in a breakthrough area okay the gift of no Ooh, Who wants no? Everybody wants no. I cannot tell you how many kids have come through my house that have been from broken situations that said, I just wanted my mom or dad to tell me no. I just wanted them to give me a curfew. I just wanted to know that they cared. I was blown away. I mean, probably uh, if they were told no, then they might have rebelled and had their issues too. But that is the cry of our heart. We all need those boundaries to become everything that God wants us to become. That's why God says, don't do this. Stop it. Don't act that way. Stop thinking that way. Stop confessing that. Every time you speak it, you wonder why it always happens because you're speaking it into existence. You're coming in agreement with the lies, with the enemy. Stop it. Stop it. And the other part of no, it's discipline and love. Doesn't that seem like oil and vinegar? But the part of God's heart, a lot of times he says no because I love you. And that is not the best for you. You might think it is. But oh, just wait down the line. Right, Rose, where you see these things like, oh Jesus, thank you that you didn't give me what I thought I wanted. Or thank you that you walked me through this. It changed my life. It rescued my life. I'm telling you, talk to some gray hairs. We will tell you some stories where we thought we wanted this and we are so grateful that God did not give us what we thought we wanted and that God has been faithful to walk us through this whole process. So, Discipline is training to obey the rules and how to behave using punishment to correct obedience. So sometimes God will take his hand away and allow things to happen in our lives, and we get all mad at God, and God's saying, "Um, I told you not to do this, and you're mad at me because you're getting the correction. Or as I tell my kids, obedience brings the blessing. Disobedience opens you up to the curse that's dumb. I don't want to curse. So God, give me an obedient heart. I want to obey you. And it's because of God's great love. And it doesn't matter if you like it or understand it. God loves you. And he tells us no sometimes because he sees the big picture. And we have got to come into agreement with that. Like, Oh man, I don't get it. Why would, why would, why? But God, I believe. I'm choosing. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. This is the fight that is worth it. I am fighting for my heart. God, I'm telling you, my heart is in a bad place. It's uh, hurt. It's offended. It's like, I'm not running away from God. What's the other option? What is the other, give me one other good option When you are having an issue with God, you better run to the one you're offended by. You better run to the one that you're angry with because He is the only one that can rescue you and bring truth and breakthrough in your life. I just want to say these last two scriptures. Oh, oh, I wanted to show you this book Spiritual Parenting by Michelle Anthony. We went through this with our jam ladies, it was so good. This It's so down to earth, but what she says in here is we cannot make our kids love God. How many of you have been able to make your kids love God, make your kids obey, make your kids do everything right? It won't happen. What we can do, though, is create an environment that puts our children in the path of the divine. Don't you love that? And she has... I think eight or ten different atmospheres that we can create in our home, sharing our testimony. And I love the word she uses for discipline. She calls it course correction. We are called to bring course correction in our kids' lives so that we get them back on the path where they can have an encounter with God. And she has some powerful things that she does. I mean, a couple of her kids were out there, but, man, God gave her great wisdom on how to go after their heart and really bring some correction in their heart. It says in Hebrews 12, 11, no discipline is enjoyable when it happens. Who will say uh, amen? <laughs> it's painful. But afterwards, there will be a harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So sometimes love says no. The other scripture, Proverbs 13, 24, a refusal to correct is really a refusal to love. Love your children by disciplining them in love. Not in anger and frustration, but we want to hear from God on how to bring those boundaries in our kids' life that will rescue them and save them. The last one is the gift of maybe. And in the gift of maybe is nurturing and encouragement. It's telling our kids, it's going to be okay. This is what the word of God says. You can do it. This is what the word says. Encourage in ourself and the Lord. I'm not sure how this is going to work out. I'm not sure what God has ahead of you. I'm not sure what the answer to this will be. But God is good, and he has a great plan, and we will see what God has in store. We're going to believe God and all the promises that he has. But if it doesn't work out the way we think it is, that it's going to be okay, because God is good all the time, and all things work together for those, for good, for those who love God. Are we loving God? Are our feet fa- firmly planted in the, on spiritual ground? Sometimes we get all mad at God, and really we need to look and see, where is my heart? Where am I really? As I, am I seeking after God with all my heart? Am I really living for him, or am I just mad at God that I'm getting the repercussion of my sin or my, where I'm not living in God's ways. But I want to care and encourage the growth and development of my children. I want to support them. I want them to have confidence and hope. That is nurturing and encouraging. I want my kids to trust in the Lord in every situation with all their heart Stop trying to figure it out. That's my version. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. So many times we waste so much time trying to figure out what God's going to do. Um, stop it. <laughs> Just hear and obey and watch God do what only he can do. So, moms, I want to encourage you, be committed to bring out the best in your children and in others by letting God bring the best out of you. Ask, seek, knock, pursue God, go after truth, enjoy God, love other people. Let I mean, that, those are the truth. That's what God has for us. It is so easy to get off track. But all you have to say is, help I need a savior. I'm not in a good place today. I'm overworked and underpaid, and I can't look for a new job. (laughs) But crying out to God and letting God rescue your heart, letting him speak to your heart. And I want to encourage you with this one last thing. Hear and obey God. Hear and obey God. And don't let that freak you out, because you can learn to hear God's voice. I want to learn to hear it more and more clearly. I ask that I, I hear God's voice, but I want to hear it more. I want to be more obedient. I want to grow in that. But I'm telling you, this Christian life is so simple. All you have to do is hear God and obey God, whether you hear him through his word, whether he speaks to your heart, hear and obey God. But it's not always so easy because we have to fight against our own hearts. So this morning I'm just talking to the Lord like fine tune anything God, whatever you want to do, I just if you want to change everything, I just want you to come. I just want you to be here. I just want you to encourage hearts. I just want you, I want hope to burn in a woman who maybe wasn't raised in a godly home, that she knows there's no lack in God. I don't have to freak out or be upset. That God's going to restore, and God's going to teach me, and he's faithful. So I'm just saying, what do you want me to do? And I felt like the Lord said, sometimes we do have to fight. We have to war. And it made me think, and I've brought this years ago. I don't know when the last time I got my sword out, but I started looking for my sword. Andrew bought me a sword years ago when, we, when he lived with me, and, or us, and he, it, he bought me a sword for Christmas, and he had engraved on it, warrior, mother, prophet, or warrior, prophet, mother, mom, something like that. And it just so, it was such, him just speaking life into me. Sometimes I don't always feel those things. I don't feel like I am. I know how God will kind of shoot through me at times and I love it and I want to be that way all the time and it's so ministered to my heart and I I just I get that out man I just have to swing the word of God the truth that's the truth that's your sword the sword of the spirit it's the truth it's the word we've got to know God's word so anyway I'm asking the Lord well I can't find my sword it used to be here I can't remember where I put it I know Holy Spirit you can show me where it is and I felt like he said go look in your closet So I walk in my closet. I can't find it anywhere. I'm digging deeper, digging deeper back into my closet, and I kind of have a freak-out moment, like, oh, my gosh. I totally forgot these were here, God. So I didn't find my sword, but I felt like the Lord said, you're not going to use your sword today, Marion. You're going to use these ancient swords that have been passed down to you from your parents and your grandparents. And and then Joel was even telling me, he goes, Yeah, Mom, one of them, it looks like Samson. I never even noticed it. There's a man here who's like pushing on the walls. I don't even know where these came from. And Joel's like, Can I have these, Mom? I want to research and figure out where they came from. But these are just little memorabilia pieces that have been passed down from my family. But this is it was such I I saw it and I'm like oh my goodness God, there I don't know it doesn't matter how broken. Your current situation is in your family. I promise you, there are anointings back in your family line. Maybe they got tossed aside. Maybe, I don't know what happened, but you are created in God's image. You are not an accident. And in your family line, somewhere back in there, I promise you there was a man or woman of God. I don't know where it came off. Are got off track, but God knows. And I just want to tell you, one drop of the blood of Jesus cleanses all that defilement. And I believe with all my heart, God's saying there are swords, there are weapons in every one of your background. That I was telling somebody this morning: there's God's not bound by time; it, you can't mess it up. God's not bound in this time zone. In a moment, God can restore everything that the enemy has robbed with interest. So those of you who had a lot of robbing, you have a lot of interest coming back. So there's no lack. You might be jealous. Oh, you had a great upbringing. I'm jealous of you. You're going to get something from God I'll never get because I got it from my godly parents. So we're on level playing ground. That there is no lack in God. There is no lack in God. So he might not take you back in your genealogical line and show you all the whatever, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will begin to shine on your light if you allow him to breathe on you. Like open up the windows and the doors at springtime, spring cleaning. Let's get all the junk out of there that's covering over the treasures that are in your life, the anointings that are in your life. I'm telling you, give God permission, take away all the discouragement, all the disappointment, all the abandonment, all the shame, all the junk. Let God come in and just clean house, restore, love you to life, show you who you are, your family line anointing, and let him begin to stir up the gifts that are within you. And you call it back in, wherever it got dropped, wherever it got twisted, wherever it got messed up god would you bring that back in to me would you begin to pour through my family line restoration healing and anointing all these amazing things okay and then this is the last little part as i'm digging around in my closet i find this, this is really kind of just to me but i find this candle that i bought for my son probably a year or two ago for christmas And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it still smells great. But I really felt like this was a prophetic thing, too. And I want Jonathan to come up here. And I know he's going to be so mad because he told me, don't make me do this. But you have to. So this is a coconut candle, which is Johnny's favorite. My boys like candle, and they are all men. (laughs) But I found this candle. And I just felt like how prophetic it is that I want to give a candle that will light your way, that when you're walking through your life that you will hear from God, that you will see the the light in our lives that will lead you and that will direct you and that will show you what God has for your life. So it got me so excited because this is the tail end of our tribe. This is the exclamation point on the end of the Johnson uh, family, but I know that God is going to be faithful. I will tell you, he's been so faithful for for me as a mom to teach me how to mother. Even though I had a great mom, I didn't have a clue what I was doing or how to do this right. But I so wanted to honor God and he has taught me on the job training on how to love, how to seek him, how to find him. When it all wasn't going the way I thought it was going to go, he captured my heart and rescued my heart and he taught me how to stand and he taught me how to fight and he taught me how so many amazing things by being a mom so my heart today every woman in this room be encouraged everything that you're walking through god is there he is faithful he's the restorer happy mother's day may everything that's not happy blow away may you have just a fresh excitement in your heart encourage yourself in god he loves you he has a call on your life go after it, find it, stomp the devil, cut his head off, <laughs> every demonic thing that wants to mess with you, and let God do a beautiful thing <laughs> through your life.
0: <laughs> yeah! Hey, stay standing. One last thing. Don't forget, uh, no marriage class today. It'll be resumed next week, all right, 4 o'clock. Don't forget to get your cakes. Don't forget to help send the D's to Mongolia. Get some pictures out there. Love on each other. Have an amazing Mother's Day, all right? We love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend.